Welcome to Main Menu for the week of April 24 to April 30, 2015. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are very pleased to have you with us today on Main Menu. We have a very full information-packed day here on Main Menu today with a number of interviews with Jeff Bishop hosting from the recent AFB Leadership Conference and then three presentations by David Woodbridge. So among the presentations today, we start out with David Woodbridge with a presentation demonstrating descriptive video uh, from Netflix and then Jeff Bishop interviews a representative from AudioEye about their new accessible software that allows you to get better access to the web and Humanware Greg Stilson will come to us with a demonstration of one of the new features coming up in the new version 9.5 of Keysoft for the Apex and he will show you all about this new feature that will allow for secure testing in schools and that is just one of the many new features that will be coming up in the new release for the Apex that's coming up very soon. Then Jeff Bishop interviews a representative from Verizon about Velisense, a new app for your Verizon smartphone that's going to give you some additional accessibility features on your Verizon smartphone. And then David Woodridge comes back to tell us about and show us the Apple Watch companion app for your iOS device that is going to be an integral part of working between your iPhone and your new Apple Watch. And then Jeff Bishop will interview a representative from American Printing House for the Blind about new products from APH and some of the upgrades on some of their existing products. And then David Boydbridge comes back again to show us how to password protect a folder on your Mac. And then Jeff comes back to us again to interview a representative from Ambutech about some new upgrades and uh, new features in some of their line of canes and some additional new products that they are introducing. And then Jeff introduces a representative from Hadley School for the Blind and they talk a little bit about a brand new course that Hadley is offering that is being very successful. It's a course about UEB and you may be interested in hearing about where this course and how you can go about signing up for the course. That's what's up here on Main Menu this week. We hope you have a great week. Jeff Bishop will be setting in for me next week here in the host chair here on Main Menu as I go off for a little bit of vacation time next week so i will see you back in two weeks you have a great week but don't miss jeff because jeff's got some very special things he's going to be presenting on main menu next week have a great week and we'll see you soon if you're interested in providing feedback about main menu chatting with all of the members of the Main Menu staff, and be able to communicate with a large number of Main Menu's listeners, you might wish to subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list. To subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list, you can send an email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can also participate in conversation about Main Menu on Twitter 
by following at MainMenu or visiting our Twitter page at www.twitter.com slash MainMenu. For this demo, I'm going to show you how to access the audio description on Netflix. So first of all, let me just say that I've got my iPhone in my hand, VoiceOver is running, and I'm currently sitting at my home screen. So I press the home button twice from my app switcher because I've previously app run switcher. Netflix. Flick to the right. Netflix, running. There's Netflix, one finger Swipe double tap. Netflix, button. And then if I flick to the right. Search, David switch profile, home, genres, TV shows, action and adventure, Australian movies, children and family, comedies, document, dramas, horror movie, independent, romantic, sci-fi, thrillers, world cinema, Marvel's Dead, Doctor Who, Marvel's Daredevil, button. Okay, there's Marvel's Daredevil, and that's what I've been watching. One finger double tap on that. Marvel's Daredevil. Text field is editing. Okay, and I'm just going to put in my parental pin number. Landscape. Home button to the right. Now, when this starts playing, this is not audio description. So, two finger double tap to stop, cause of voiceover. If I flick back to the left. Language options. Button. There's language options, and let me just orientate you to the screen properly. If I flick back to the left. Episodes, done. Okay, that's the done button. Flick back to the right. Episodes, button. Episodes. Language options, Language button. Language options. Volume, volume, 50%. Elapsed. Elapsed. Play, button. Play. Rewind 10 seconds. Rewind 10 button. seconds. Scrubber. Scrubber. Zero, remaining. Remaining. Airplay button, and button. airplay button, that's it. So I flick back to the left to get remaining. to language Scrub. options. Rewind, play, elapsed, volume, language options, button. Which is what we want to use, one finger double tap. Language options. Language options. And if Heading. I flick to the right. Done. Select audio track. English. Got select selected. audio track. Currently English. Flick to the right again. English. Audio description. English. Audio description. So if I double tap on that one. English. Audio description. Selected. Okay. And flick back to the left. English. Done. Button. And double tap on done. Done. Button. Two finger double tap to start. They lead to an open garbage dumpster in an alley. Blood smudged on its rusty lip. A young man, his hair pulled up in a curly ponytail, stands frozen in place, staring into the bin. Okay, and I'll do a two-finger double tap to stop that audio description playing with Marvel's Daredevil. Okay, and just going to press the home button and come back to the home screen. Portrait. And that's how you play audio description on Netflix. So for supported movies or TV shows that support audio description, when you're on the play video screen, you go into language options and if it has audio description you can choose the English audio description button double tap on that and then that will start playing the movie or TV show in this case Marvel's Daredevil with audio description so that completes this demonstration of accessing audio description on Netflix so at the moment thanks for listening and bye for now This is Jeff Bishop here at the AFB Leadership Conference, and I walked up to an Arizona Wildcat. That's right, University of Arizona Wildcat, you know, former Wildcat anyway. And now he's turned to doing accessibility for AudioEye. Hey, Tyler, how's it going? Hey, Jeff, how you doing? It's uh, great to be here. Yeah, go Wildcats, right? Uh, bear down. Bear, bear down, down, man. Woohoo! Bear yes. down. I love it.
love that basketball team this yes. year. Yes, the spring game's actually tonight. It uh, is. It's going on right now. Uh, Coach Rodriguez has his boys out there. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, a new second year. It's going to be uh, a great year for U of A. Yep, that's right. There we go. All right, well, let's turn to Audio Eye, the uh, thing of the moment. And uh, tell us, first of all, what, what is Audio Eye? Kind of give us a little bit of history and then tell us what's new. Uh, so Audio Eye is a, a Tucson-based company um, and, and works nationally. And what we do is we focus on website accessibility. Um, and, and, and we just came out with a new platform push that really has propelled us to, to being the leader of website accessibility in the industry. And what we do is um, we provide a JavaScript to websites that increases the usability for screen readers on the site. So when we include our JavaScript, it audits and flags issues that are wrong with the site if a, if a button's not labeled, um, if a picture's not tagged. Then we can go through and, and remediate and fix those issues through our JavaScript, which is breakthrough in the industry. Um, and also, we have the ability to have a screen reader in the cloud for users that don't have access to assistive technology or users that need some type of tool on a site. Well, that's great. So this will fix, uh, you know, buttons and other controls that are that are not marked up appropriately with, like, for example, Aria and, exactly. you know, and things like that, right? Exactly, yeah. So, you know, our goal is to make sites uh, level uh, level AA, WCAG accessible. That's great. And uh, through our new system, we have that capability. We can actually certify and guarantee, which is, a, is, a, is, a, is a, words that I'm, I'm allowed to throw around, and we can guarantee a, 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 a ability of, of of label buttons and, and, and equal access and digital inclusion for all on That's the web. That's awesome. So. Love, to, love to hear that from a Wildcat player. Man. Hey, bear down yeah, all right. the time. Right. There you go. Bear down accessibility, man. There we go. So, so, <laughs> New slogan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, you um, you know, your company before had a, a somewhat of a different focus. So, you know, many people might have heard of Audio Live in the past from a, you know, screen reader in the cloud, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So, is that still something that you're working on or is that sort of taken a back seat? Or, no, or what? It's, it's definitely something that we're still working on. We are still uh, really excited about the screen reader in the cloud and, and you know, what we really wanted to do on this new platform push was give access. You know, uh, we would go pitch audio to, to clients and they would say, well, how are you helping the AT user? And we, we would sit and, and have our thumbs in our mouth and be like, uh-oh, you know, we're wrong there. Um, so we did that, but our screen reader in the cloud gives digital access to those that are maybe not familiar with JAWS yet, are, are not experienced users, maybe the elderly population sure. or, or users that are autistic. It's just a set of tools, a toolbox. Um, Get for another one. In. Yeah. Yeah. The, to, to, to sit on a website, and you know, it, you don't. One of the one of the things that we love to see um, with the audio wide reader in the cloud is that we, we compare it to ramps and rails. And in, in, in when ADA came out and said you have to have ramps and rails at, at, at every single place, you didn't see use. You don't see users carrying ramps and rails on their back. Right. You know, exactly. there's an assistive technology that sits on a website now. AudioWise sits on that on that website, and there's some right. tools and there's a ramps and rails on that website for access. Right. That's what we're about. So you're automating the, the fixing of websites exactly. as well as notification to the vendor of whatever website you're monitoring so yeah. that they can even improve their site themselves as well, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay. And, and we're so, you know, we're always going to be about WCAG principles and coding principles, but as Darren from Yahoo was explaining at the conference this, this week is there's, there's engineers coming in every single day day yep. and they're they don't know they're they're all coming from programs that don't even teach accessibility absolutely so you know the first thing we got to do is we got to get accessibility programs and engineering programs 
you know, so that these engineers understand what accessibility is. And if we code accessibility better, it's going to enhance audioize ability to be faster with turning around sites and to be able to get these sites going left and right and, and to really have a full accessible web. That's great. Yeah. Well, well, how can people find out more? Uh, look us up at audioeye.com, A-U-D-I-O-E-Y-E.com. Um, you can also, uh, we're, we're, if we're Tucson-based, we're up at the Merrill Lynch building, drop by, and, and, and we love to be a part of the Tucson community and are so uh, so thankful and, 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 and blessed for the opportunities that, that we've got in the Tucson community. And one last thing I would say, uh, everyone come check out the, the Arizona Phenom's new beat baseball team brought to you by Audio Eye, uh, the lead sponsor. We're taking the World Series uh, beat baseball this year. We're getting ready. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That's yeah. awesome. That's great. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, very, very good. Tyler, thank you very, very much. Thank you so much, Jeff. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Hello again, and thanks for tuning in to HumanWare's Keysoft 9.5 Snapshot Tutorial Series, where you'll learn short snippets about what's coming in Keysoft 9.5. My name is Greg Stilson. I'm HumanWare's Product Manager of Braille and GPS Products. And just a reminder, these Keysoft Snapshot Tutorial videos are very short videos that will introduce you to some of the new features in Keysoft 9.5, so you can see how they will affect your daily lives with your Braille Node Apex. So the, the second video that we're going to start talking about today is related to uh, something that is happening really all around the world, and that is standardized testing. So in more and more areas, standardized tests are being uh, required that the student has to be doing them on a computer, either with some type of special software, a web-based test, possibly it may be done on a, a different style of mobile device, um, but basically for security purposes the test has to be done on these secure environments. The problem is is that oftentimes Braille isn't taken into account in these testing environments, so we at HumanWare want to make it as easy as possible for uh, you as teachers to be able to use the existing technology that you have with your students, the technology they're already familiar with so they can jump right into taking the test and not worry about troubleshooting their technology. So in order to take an exam, for example, the student has to be able to read the questions. And when I say read the questions, I mean actually read them in Braille, not just listening to a screen reader. So that's where the Braille Note Apex's new exam mode comes into play. So Keysoft 9.5 has a new feature called the exam mode that basically will uh, allow you as a teacher to restrict the access uh, of the Apex to only being a Braille terminal so that you don't have to go out and buy a second Braille display specifically for t a testing environment. Um, so in this case, what we're going to do is I'm going to show you how to set up the exam mode so that your student will be able to use the device as a Braille terminal, but they won't be able to get to any of their word processing or internet or, or email or anything like that uh, to allow them to take the exam in a secure environment. So from the main menu, what I'm going to do is uh, jump to the utilities menu by pressing the letter U. I could space to it as well, but I'm going to press U. And now I'm going to space down through all the options in the utilities menu so you can see what's there. Synchronization, backup or restore files, pronunciation, data times, install Keysoft 
Applicate. Miscellaneous option. Language option. Security. Exam mode setup. So the last item called exam mode setup is accessible. You could have pressed the letter X, and I'll do that right now, but I wanted to show you that you can press space to get there. So I'll press X to get into exam mode. Enable exam mode. So it says enable exam mode. Now it doesn't say do I, what, what is it looking for. So remember that you always have your contextual help uh, available that you could press space with H. To activate exam mode and set up a password, press Y. Otherwise, press N. So it says to activate exam mode, press Y for yes. So I'm going to do that right now. Y for yes. Yes. Login prompt setup list. Okay, and it's asking me now to press space. I need to go down the list to see what options I need to set up. So I'll press space. Enable password protection currently no. So password protection is currently off. So I'm going to hit Y for yes to turn this on. Enter password. Enter password. So now we need to use just regular grade one Braille. So I'm going to type in just the word testing for my password. T E S T I N G, and I'll press enter. Confirm password. Okay. Con confirm password. So I need to type it a second time. T E S T I N G. Enter. And now it's saying, are you sure you want to do this? So it's saying confirm changes. I'll press Y for yes. Yes. Your device is now protected with a password. Braille terminal port currently Bluetooth. Okay, and now it's saying Braille terminal port. What do you want to use, Bluetooth or USB? In most cases, you're going to be using a USB connection with a PC. In order for me to keep showing you video on the screen of what I'm doing, I'm going to actually choose Bluetooth because I've got my Braille note connected to my computer with the USB port. So just to show you how it's going to work, I'm going to use a Bluetooth connection. In some cases, depending on the school district or the environment, you may be using a Bluetooth connection to some other device, um, either a Bluetooth laptop or an iPad or something like that. So I'll press Enter on Bluetooth. Braille terminal. And you hear it beep at you to say Braille terminal. At this point, I am now locked into the Braille terminal and I cannot go anywhere. I could reset my Apex, I could turn the device off, I could try to do an exit, and you'll see what happens. So let's say that I go through and I do my exam and I'm ready to be done. Okay. Now at any point, if the student tries to go to the main menu, I'll press space with all six dots. Exit Braille terminal. Sure. This requires a password. It says, exit Braille terminal, are you sure this requires a password? And if the student's done with the test, they would say Y for yes. If they say Y for yes right now, and they're not done with the exam, you can go in and say, what are you doing? Because if I hit Y, yes. enter password. at this point, I have to enter the password. I cannot uh, get out of the Braille terminal unless I've entered in that password. So let's say I type in T-E-S-T-I-N, enter. Invalid password. Enter password. It locks you completely in until you are uh, officially done with that exam. So now I'll type in the correct password, T-E-S-T-I-N-G. Exit. Main menu. And now I'm right back at the main menu, just as I was using my Apex normally. So I hope you find this, uh, this new exam mode useful in your, in your classroom environment for your standardized testing or whatever you choose to use it for. And stay tuned for future Keysoft 9.5 tutorial snapshot videos. Once again, my name is Greg Stilson, and we'll talk to you soon. Hello everyone, and I'm here at the AFB Leadership Conference, and I'm standing in front of the Verizon booth here. In the exhibit hall, we're actually outside the exhibit hall where it's a little quieter. They kind of spread these vendors around here at the uh, 
conference. So wanted to come here and find out what's going on with Verizon. Hi, so, uh, what is your name, sir? Uh, my name is Attila Perplotum, the director of R&D for Vices Technology. Great, okay. Uh, we're the creators of Velisense, and in partnership with Verizon, we're, we're uh, displaying our offering that we launched uh, more than a month ago okay. called Velisense, and uh, we have a couple phones here to demonstrate the product for you today. Okay, that's great. Tell, tell us more. So Velisense is uh, an application that uh, is a systems, it has integrated several apps all in under one umbrella. It is uh, integrating uh, over 30 applications in three different categories. The first is uh, your typical phone features, such as uh, contacts, phone call managing, um, texting, emailing. The next category would be social apps, uh, social networking applications such as uh, Twitter, YouTube. Um, uh, we also have uh, applications that deliver news, RSS news feeds to you, uh, weather application to give you a five-day forecast. Um, and then in our third category, which we're also most proud of, is the uh, computer vision applications or the camera vision applications that uh, take advantage of the camera that is typically on every smartphone and uh, the camera can be used uh, by the visually impaired to see for them uh, in areas such as object recognition where you could hold uh, products up to the um, camera and it will identify it for you. We have a database that is uh, more than one million products uh, available in the cloud for identification. We also have an opportunity for those individuals who can't locate their product online to record their own personal items uh, into a local database that resides on the phone, and then the, that will actually be recognized by our application as well. We also have text recognition for the ability to recognize business cards, which is very valuable in a conference like this. Yes, very much so. Uh, we also have text recognition is also great for reading your bills when you get them every month, mm -hmm. uh, going to the restaurant, reading your menu. Great. Um, we have a color recognition application uh, for helping you get dressed in the morning. We have a barcode reader uh, that uh, is, allows you to rec recognize a barcode at any angle. Uh, you just have to turn the packaging around, and it will, it will find it for you. Oh, good. Uh, we have uh, it, re it reports on not only the product itself, but also the cost of that product. And uh, if, the, if available, there might be a link to uh, a product site that can, would help you purchase that item. Very good. Um, we have uh, uh, face tracking that allows you uh, to know how many people are looking at you. Uh, mm -hmm. If you were to wear this... Uh, phone, for example, in a lanyard and point it straight out. Right, so you could tell how many faces are in your picture and things like that. Exactly. Similar to what the iPhone does. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, we have a, uh, a very uh, sophisticated uh, keyboard in the sense that uh, we have taken a hard look at uh, keyboard entry and uh, provided every button at your fingertip uh, all on one screen. So rather, oh, very than, good. rather than searching through menus for symbols and characters right, and numbers, yes, right, right. everything is right there. At, wow. At, you can do that with the, you know, the limited space that's on the phone? Well, what we're doing is actually, um, what's important to know about VelaSense is that every, uh, there's only three types of items that you would find on a screen. Uh, okay. So one is a button, 
which is an actionable item that leads you to other screens. Got it. Uh, you have a uh, edit box or a box that actually provides you text information. Mm -hmm. And then the third item that you would find on in VelaSense is a scrollable list. So Got it. you would not find radio. So buttons. that's how it works. Yeah, right. okay. you wouldn't find radio buttons. You wouldn't find toggle switches. Right. Uh, anything smaller than than your finger, you wouldn't find. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, we also uh, are very proud of our voice recognition system. Uh, our voice recognition system allows you to control the app with uh, with your voice, with right? With your voice any, from anywhere. So you can go into applications by voice command. Uh, mm -hmm. We can also uh, from the home screen text. Um, set an alarm sure. or place a phone call. So do you have press a like the home button on the phone? Well, it's actually a little, it's like a button that's, that uh, is tucked away in the top right corner. So you slide your finger to the top right, right corner okay. of the phone and then double tap to activate the voice. Okay, that's fine. Sure. And uh, uh, that's, yeah. that in a nutshell is. Uh, yeah, it sounds very comprehensive. Very that's comprehensive. great. And now what phones is this on? So uh, our target is the Android operating system. Okay. Uh, and uh, we have, uh, we're supporting anything from KitKat or higher, so that's 4.42. Yep. Or, and uh, we're also uh, compatible, of course, with the new Lollipop. Of course, yes. And the new 5.1 or 5. I think 5.2 maybe is out now? Uh, it, it is out, yes. Yep. So that's most phones are starting to roll off uh, the production line uh, with the 5.1 operating system, and we will be supporting those as well. Okay, very, very good. How can people find out more information about the product? Well, we're located, uh, you can find information about the product uh, on our website at uh, www.vicestechnology.com. Can you spell that for us? Sure. It's uh, V as a Victor, I S. As in Sam, U-S, as in Sam. And then technologies, right? Technology, uh, okay. one word, dot com. And you can also, the product itself has its own website called velasense.com. So that's V-E-L-A-S-E-N-S-E.com. All of us here on the Main Menu staff work hard every day to make sure we're covering all of the technology that you may request. We are always looking at the latest technology news and product releases and attempt to bring you the latest and the best coverage of all new accessible products. If you think we've missed something or you have a certain product that you want to make sure we review, or if there's something we have not yet covered that you're curious about, please let us know and we will do our best to cover whatever it is that you suggest. To contact us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or find our email address or Twitter info on our website as well to get in contact with us. Our website is at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Please contact us with any ideas that you have for the program so that we can continue to be the best radio show covering assistive technology on the internet. And thank you for listening to Main Menu on ACB Radio Mainstream, where your listening is our business. Hi, and welcome to this quick demo of the new Apple Watch Companion app, which got announced today as of March 10th, 2015. And of course, amongst other announcements at the Apple Keynote event today, the Apple Watch was, of course, announced for pre-release on April 10 and availability on April 24th. But as I just mentioned They've actually released the Apple Watch Companion app already, and it's bundled in with iOS 8.2, which also got released today via the software update on your iPhone. 
So at the moment, there's not much you can actually do with the Apple Watch companion app since you actually haven't got the Apple Watch yet. But I thought I would at least show you what the Apple Watch companion looks like. So I've kind of got my iPhone 6 Plus here. I've already downloaded and installed iOS 8.2. Okay, so let me find the Apple Watch app on my home screen here. Dog. Mail. Page 2 of 3. Apple Watch. Double tap there to we open. go. One finger double tap to open. Apple Watch. Okay, touch towards the top of the screen. Good morning. And I'm flicking to the right, of course, using voiceover gestures with one finger. So, good morning. Flick to the right. If you have an Apple Watch, you can pair it with your iPhone here. Okay, if you've got an Apple Watch, you can pair it with your iPhone here. Start pairing button. Start pairing button. So if I double tap on that one. Cancel button. And flick to the right. Hold Apple Watch up to the camera. Okay, so you can pair your Apple Watch by holding it up to the camera. Flick to the right. Align it with the viewfinder below. Align it with the viewfinder below. Yellow alignment area. Image. Double tap the pair Apple Watch manually button for an accessible alternative. Double tap the manual pair button for an accessible alternative flick to the right again pair apple watch manually button and there's the pair apple watch manually button so flick to the right and that's the end of the screen so if i double tap on the pair button now cancel button and flick to the right tap the info button on your apple watch and find the unique name in the list below so tap on your apple watch devices and of course there's nothing there so top right hand side of the screen cancel button cancel and let's flick to the right. Hold Apple Watch up to the camera. And we're back to that screen. So top right hand side of the screen. Cancel button. I'm going to double tap on cancel. Good morning. Flick to the right. If you have an Apple Watch, you can pair it with your iPhone here. Start pairing button. Learn more about Apple Watch button. Okay, learn more about Apple Watch. Now if I double tap that button, which I won't do now, it will run Safari and bring up the Apple Watch information page on the Apple.com website. So flick to the right again. Selected. My watch. Tab. One of three. And we're back down to currently the three tabs at the bottom, which is my watch, which is currently the default one for the main opening screen. Flick to the right. Explore. Tab. Two of three. That's explore, which brings up a number of videos to watch, which I'll let you know about in a minute. And then finally, flick to the App right. Store. Tab. Three of three. App Store, where you can look at apps specifically for the Apple Watch. At the moment, that's not currently available either, of course, because the Apple Watch is not available. So flick to the left. Explore tab. And let's double three. tap on the Explore tab and touch the top left hand side of the screen. Explore heading. Flick to the right. Button. That's a button to play. Reveal. The Apple Watch reveal. And I won't play that one because it's literally just music playing. Flick to the right again. Button. Another button which is currently unlabeled. Introducing Apple Watch. That's the introducing Apple Watch video. Flick to the right again. Button. Another button. Health and fitness. And that's the health and fitness video. So if I flick back to the left. Button. Introducing Apple Watch. Button. And let's choose introducing Apple Watch. One finger double tap on the button. Video. You know, it's driven Apple. Double tap to show or hide video controls. This compulsion to take incredibly powerful technology and make it accessible relevant okay two finger double tap to stop and one finger double tap on the video controls touch the video. screen that is play button previous track track position done button finger double tap on done explore heading okay so basically at the moment there's those three videos on the explore tab about the apple watch and if i touch the bottom right hand side of the screen app store tab Three of three. That's the App Store tab. One finger double tap. Selected. App Store tab. Touch three the of top three. of the screen. App Store heading. 
Flick to the right. Image. Image. Pre-order the 10th of April. Pre-order the 10th of April. Image. Image again. Experience the App Store build just for Apple Watch. Coming soon. Okay. Experience the App Store just for Apple Watch. Coming soon. Flick to the right. My watch. Tab. One of three. And we're back down to the bottom. So really, that's it for the Apple Watch companion app at the moment. As I said, of course, once you have the watch, you can then pair it. Look at apps for the Apple Watch, and I would be assuming more information is going to be available in the Explore tab about the Apple Watch as well. And who knows, there may even be more features. So that completes this demonstration of the release of the Apple Watch companion app for the 10th of March 2015. As I said, Apple Watch pre-order April 10 and then availability April 24, 2015. Hope you've enjoyed listening to this quick demo of the Apple Watch companion app. As always, thanks for listening and bye for now. Apple Watch. Hello everyone, I'm here at the AFB Leadership Conference in front of the American Printing House for the Blind booth and I'm talking to Carrie. Hi Carrie. Hi. So what's new at APH? Well, we have Matchsticks, which is uh, uh, some games and activities that you can play with individuals that have low vision, specifically uh, CBI, and it's uh, several different types of sticks. One kind of stick is, has a very simple background and a long stripe on it. And then the student graduates to a, a stick with a more complex background and a shorter stripe. And then finally, they are able to discriminate a very, very short stripe on a really complex background. So that's one thing that we have. Another thing that people are really excited about is the, um, the braille beads. And the beads are brailled on one side with a braille letter, and then on the other side, uh, there's a print letter. And you can make all kinds of jewelry, you can make cane fobs. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you can make all kinds of things. Uh, necklaces, bracelets, mm -hmm. keychains. Very, very good. Anything new on the on the technology side of any of the of the products that you're selling? Um, well, people are still very excited about the uh, the TI eighty four talking graphing calculator. Absolutely, it's been a big hit, especially in the education space. Absolutely, and the, the cool thing about that is that it's the exact same calculator that the students' sighted peers are using. Yes. For the top part, which provides the audio. That's great. That's great. Any news on the Refresher Braille 18? Um, I believe, I, I don't know for sure. I can't, I can't really speak to that. Uh, I don't want to give you any kind of misinformation. Okay. Because yeah. we had heard a few months ago that there was some some enhancements coming, some maybe for firmware changes. I do know that, and that's pretty much all I, all I know. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I was just curious maybe if you'd heard more news on that, because I know a lot of people are excited yeah, about that. Yeah. Okay. All right, great. How can people find out more about APH? They can go to www.aph.org, and uh, that's our website, and they can find all, uh, all about uh, APH and um, whatever they need to know, and our shop site is there, too. All they have to do is click on shop. Yeah, that's great, and you guys ship out stuff really fast, too, oh, which is well. great. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> all right. Well, Carrie, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Thank you.
Welcome to this demonstration of password protecting a folder on your Mac, of course, using VoiceOver. And before I get started, let me just say that I've got my MacBook Pro running, VoiceOver's on, and I'm currently desktop Macintosh HD volume sitting at my desktop. So first of all, you need to choose what folder, of course, you want to protect. And in my case, I'm just going to jump into my Documents folder here. Documents, now in Documents window. And of course, I got there by just doing Shift-Command-O. And I'm just going to create a new folder. New folder, one row added, collapse disclosure triangle. And I just did Shift-Command-N. And then it's going to type in David. Untitled, David. Test. And press enter. Documents. David test folder, collapse disclosure triangle. Today, okay. 8, 5, 2. Okay, and of course, I can now copy whatever files I want to put in there. Okay, so that's step one. Now, step two is to bring up Disk Utility. So I'm going to jump into the Utilities folder with Shift Command U. Utilities, List View, Table. And just type in DISK. Disk Utility. App application. And Command O to open it. Open. And because I've got a CD sitting in my Disk Mac, Utility. Disk Utility window. That's the noise you can hear with my DVD drive winding up with the disk in it. Okay, so I'm going to go to my menu bar. Menu bar, Apple. Of course, with VOM, Control Option M. Come over to the right. Disk Utility. File. Choose File. VA Spacebar, Control Option Space. File. file. Menu 12 items. Come down. New Window, Command. N. New Submenu. That's new, and of course you want to choose that. VA Spacebar, Control Option Space. New bar. Submenu 3 items. Blank Disk Image, Ellipsis, Command Option. N. Okay, I've got Blank Disk Image. Disk Image from Folder, Ellipsis, Command Shift. N. Disk Image from Folder. So that's what I want to choose, and of course it had the shortcut key. Shift Command N, so I could have just done that straight away. Okay, so let's select that. Just press enter. Disk image from folder. Select folder to image. Okay, select folder to image. So I'm going to force my focus back to my documents folder. Again with Shift Command O. Jump to the bottom of the window. Image. Default button. Come back. Cancel. But list view table. Interact. Interact with list view table. And just type in David. David test folder. Collapse level one. Okay, that's David test folder. Just press enter. Now in new image from folder dialog. Save as. <laughs> There's my DVD drive winding down. If I just press tab Discl and then shift tab to go back. Disclosure. David test.dmg. Content selected. Save as. Okay, so it's going to call it David test.dmg because that's the name of the mountable volume that's going to happen. And I could change that name if I wanted to, but I'm going to just leave it at David test. Press tab. Disclosure. Uncheck checkbox. Tab again. Tags. Tag editor. Edit text. I don't need to put tags in there. Documents. Where? Pop-up button. It's going to sit in my documents folder for the moment. Tab again. Compressed. Image format. Pop-up button. Okay. Compressed image format. Pop-up button. We need to access that. Space button. Menu 5. Items check mark. Compressed. Come down. Read slash write. And we want to enable read slash write to this volume. So press enter to select that. Closing menu. Read slash write. Image format. Pop-up button. And tap again. None. Encryption. Pop-up button. And we want to encrypt it for security, so spacebar on Menu 3 items check mark. None. Come down. 128-bit encryption recommended. Okay, 128-bit encryption recommended. Select that by pressing enter. Closing menu. 128-bit encryption recommended. Encryption. Pop-up button. Press tab. Cancel button. Save. Default button. And of course, save is the default button, so I just could have pressed enter when I came out of that pop-up button. But we'll just press enter now. Now in Disk Utility Progress window, 
creating image, David, application, window, secure, edit text as keyboard focus. Now it's asking me for a password for the new volume stroke folder. So I'm going to type in a password. And just for this test purposes, it was actually just test one, two, three. Press tab again. Secure edit text. Type it in again to verify it. Tab. Button. That's an unlabeled button, which I'm going to feed back to Apple. Remember password in my keychain. Check checkbox. Now this is important. Remember password in my keychain. You uncheck that. Unchecked. Remember password in my keychain. Checkbox. Because if you leave your computer on and somebody comes to use this volume, they'll be able to get in if the password's remembered. So remember to uncheck this. So tap again. Help button. Cancel button. OK. Default button. And again, OK is the default button. So we just could have pressed enter before and I'll press enter now. Disk utility. Disk utility progress window. Creating image. David test.dmg. Dimmed. So now creating the image. Now in disk utility window. Selected disk table. No selection. So it's created the disk image. So I can close disk utility with command Q. Finder. Utilities window. And I'm just going to close all my windows for the moment with option command W. Close all. Now in desktop. And let me jump back to my documents folder with shift command O. Documents. Now in documents window. And let me just first of all delete that David test folder because I don't need it anymore. So I'm just going to do DAVID. David test folder. Collapse disclosure triangle. There's David Today test folder. And I'm going to send it off to the trash with command delete. Move to trash. David test.dmg disk image. Today okay. 8, 5, 7, M. Okay. And there's my David test.dmg file. So that's my mountable volume for the new folder straight volume that's now password protected. So if I do command O on that to open it. Open application window secure edit text as keyboard focus. Okay, here's our password for our new folder straight volume. Type in my password. Test one two three. Enter. Finder documents window list view table. David test.dmg disk image. Today eight five seven m. Okay, and you might have noticed it's just come back to the documents folder because I've now mounted the volume stroke folder. And of course, that's now sitting on my desktop. So if I close my documents window with command W. Close window. Now in desktop. Macintosh HD volume. And press tab. David test volume. There's my test David volume. Open it. Open. Now in David test window. Image browser group. Okay, and of course, it's going to be in image browser mode. And I still like to use list view in my folder view. So I'm going to do command number two. As list checked. List view table. And there's my volume already to copy files into or out of. And of course to unmount it so people can't get access to it. If I just close that window. Close window. Now in desktop. Macintosh HD volume. And do command D. E. Eject. David test. I've ejected the volume. So it's no longer on my desktop. To get back access to it again, I go back in this case back to my documents folder. Shift command Documents. Go. Now in documents window. List view table. Type in David. David test.dmg disk image. Okay, and open it with Commando. Open. Application. Window. Secure. Edit text. Type my password. Finder. Documents. Window. List view. Table. David test.dmg disk image. Okay, so we've mounted it. It's now on my desktop. So let me just copy a file to it. So I'm just going to come down one file. Demo of reachability for the iPhone 6 or 6 Plus. Okay, demo of reachability for the iPhone 6 or 6 Plus. Copy that to clipboard. Copy. Demo of reachability for the iPhone 6 or 6 Plus. MP3. Okay, jump back to my desktop. Desktop, Macintosh HD volume. Press tab. David test volume. Is my David test volume. Open it up. Open. Now in David test window. Image browser group. I'm not going to worry about changing it back to a list view. 
Command V to paste. Paste item. And let me just see if the file's this. Can type in DEM. Demo of reachability for the iPhone 6 or 6 Plus. MP3. MP and it is indeed. So I'm going to close the volume window. Close window. Now in desktop. Finder. And I'm going to unmount it. Command E. Eject. Data test. Okay, and that's gone. And just to prove to you, it actually really does work. If you mount or dismount stuff, it still contains the information. Let me go back to my documents folder. Documents. Now in documents window. List view table. And type in David. David test.dmg disk image. That's the volume. Open it. Open. Application. Window. Secure. Edit text. Type in the password. Finder. Documents. Window. Close that window. Close window. Now in desktop. Bring up the volume by pressing tab. David test volume. Open it. Open. Now in David test window. Image browser group. Type in DM. Demo of reachability for the iPhone 6 or 6 Plus. Okay. And there's the file in the volume. So close it. Close window. Now in desktop. Finder. Unmount it. Eject. Data test. And that's it. So that's the really easy way, if you want to, without using any third-party utilities, to be able to create a password-protected folder. Simply by choosing a folder that you want to use, go into Disk Utility, New, choose Disk Image from Folder. You then select your read-write status, and in my case, I chose 128-bit encryption. Put in your password, verify your password, and then you can delete the original folder because that folder is now a volume that you can mount and unmount. So when you open the DMG file or the volume file up from whatever folder you've got it stored into, you open it, put in your password, and then mount it on your desktop. Jump back to the desktop, open it up, copy, move, or delete files to it. And when you're finished, you then unmount it so then people cannot get access to it without first putting in the password that you first do when you open the volume up. And remember an important note, when you are creating the volume and the passwords, you don't want your keychain to remember the password. Otherwise, it basically supersedes the fact that you're using a password because it's already remembered. So if you leave your Mac open, somebody could get access to that volume because the Mac remembers in the keychain what your password was. So that completes this short demonstration of creating a password protected folder via volume disk image. Hope you've enjoyed the demo and as always, thanks for listening and bye for now. My name is Gordon Hudeck. I'm with Ambitech. Hi there. So tell us what's new at Ambitech this year. Well, the biggest thing we're showing right now at Ambitech is the premium joints that we used to sell on our canes that were near $100. We've moved that joint onto all of our canes and are basically selling them at the same price. So whether you buy our aluminum cane or our carbon fiber graphite cane, you will get the conically tapered joints that give you a, a very rigid cane with very little play in the joints as well as being extremely lightweight and strong. Oh, that's great. They're that, anodized aluminum, so they're much mm -hmm. stronger than a regular aluminum uh, joiner. Right. That's great. They're, also, they're a bit heavier, right, obviously. Uh, the carbon fiber one is 1.5 grams heavier. Okay. Which isn't a lot of weight. No, no, not at all. But the aluminum ones are a little heavy. Yeah, they're, they're just because of the aluminum, right? They're just yeah, they're a little the, heavier. The aluminum canes are generally uh, heavier 
no matter how you make them, just because of yeah. the metal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why carbon fiber canes came along. It's just a, exactly. a newer, lighter material. Yep, yep. And then you've got this, uh, I, I, I think of it like a symbol, kind of, or a disc. Well, it's called a Dakota disc tip. Yeah. It was developed by uh, an O&M in North Dakota, mm -hmm. and he developed it for um, the pea gravel under under play structures. But we found with our testing that it's really good on sand, gravel, um, uh, dirt fields, snow. It's just any rough surface. Uh, because it's a six-inch diameter disc, it tends to glide over top of nice. rough surfaces. Uh huh. Uh, some people have uh, said it would be good for jogging, uh, working oh. at the beach, uh -huh. that type of thing. Yeah. Are you selling those now? Uh, that, they're at the prototype stage. We have some out for testing with customers. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, we heard that at CSUN they were in prototypes. I just wasn't yeah, sure. I would expect this fall they'll probably be in production. All right, great. Anything else going on with you guys? Well, we do have our light-duty uh, telescopic cane. It's a non-locking Non-locking, okay. Telescopic cane. Okay. Um, you know, it has some of the, the faults that all telescopic canes do. Right, where they can so collapse sometimes, yeah. But it's an extremely lightweight cane. If, if you want, I'll let you hold it. Okay. Um, uh, yes, it is very light. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for those people who want that type of product, we do have it. Right, and that's good for, you know, small offices or indoors and things yeah. like that. I actually prefer our slimline cane, though, for things like that. It's a seven-section, three-eighths diameter carbon fiber cane. Oh, yes. It's a very small. Uh-huh. It's similar to the, uh, some, some of the NFB-style seven-section canes, right? Yes, this one takes any of the Ambutech tips on it, though. It's a thread-on tip. So yeah, uh-huh. It screws right. into the cane. Yeah, it just kind of reminds me of that look and feel. So just for people who have seen the, the NFB-style seven-section canes, then you'll know exactly what that kind of looks like. Yeah, very nice. So that's I, I love those seven-section ones. Those are nice. It's a very nice cane for working around the office in an environment that you're somewhat familiar with. Exactly. Uh, that you're not going to get any surprises with. Yeah. It is a light-duty cane. Yep, that's great. Uh, very convenient, very small. Uh -huh. How much are you selling those for? Depending on the tip, they run anywhere from 25 to $35. Oh, and they're very reasonable, too. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. And then we have some other... Uh, sort of uh, devices that the orientation and mobility teachers use, the um, push broom tip, the uh, tandem bars uh -huh. you use for teaching purposes, as well as the rectangular AMDs. Very good, very good. All right, how can we get a hold of you guys? Uh, you can reach us, our order desk, either Bethany or Melissa, at 1-800-561-3340 or at www.ambutech.com. All right, well, great. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Enjoy the conference. Hello everyone, I'm here at the AFB Leadership Conference and I'm standing in front of the Hadley booth and they have a lot of really interesting things to talk about here at the conference. Hello Don. Uh, hello. So, uh, now I know that this is uh, this is very new because I'm actually taking the course. So I wanted to start with the the UEB course that you're offering. Okay. And because uh, I think that's really the most exciting thing I think that's happening at Hadley right now. It, well, it is, and it's uh, 
it's so exciting it's almost becoming overwhelming we've yes. had such interest and uh, you know the course has only been out since January and we have 1100 people taking it so it's kind of a record breaker I think and it's ma it's mail in right now or you, or you can actually e email the uh, the stuff back too I think exactly we have hard copy large print and, and braille out there mm -hmm. the print is what the cited uh, mostly professionals are taking right yes, now right and uh, um, even though it's hard copy the instructors do explain how you can submit assignments online to help expedite things coming and going. Yes, and, and there's lots of different ways to do that, too. So for people who are both sighted as well as blind, they can submit that in a, in a number of uh, ways. Yep. So it's, it's, it's really, really neat. Now, um, do you know anything about the online UEB course that's coming? I do. It's, um, it's going to be for sighted people. It's in the um, family or professional programs because mm -hmm. it uses simulation. Braille. We haven't right. quite so, figured out how to how to present that in no, to exactly. tactile learners yet, but uh, it's coming May first. Oh, so, that's quick. Uh, people don't have long to wait if they want to just take the entire thing online. Okay. Well, one one way of doing that might be to, to provide the BRF files online, and then people could read them with the portable Braille display, maybe. Well, I'm going to take the idea back with me because this is the second time somebody has brought just since I've been here <laughs> brought that idea. And I thought, hmm, I'm going to check. That out. So yeah, because that, that might work back. actually. You know, that, that could be something that uh, that they do. So that cool. would be great. So what else is new at Hadley? Oh my goodness. Um, the, I think the two other hottest things, so to speak, are the, of course, um, the lessons we do in iOS, the accessibility features. And we do right. those through seminars and we do them through videos. Um, okay. We were doing them through the seminars and some low vision folks and, and sighted professionals were saying, man, I wish I could see what we're, he's doing. Oh, right. Since the seminars are audio only, so we have companion videos, and the audio on those are, are really good too. So oh, good. Um, we have, I think there's 38 of them right now, and they're on. Wow, our own I had no idea there were that there were that many. Well, you know, they take it feature by feature, so you decide what you want to know on your phone or your iPad, and then you go learn that feature. And when you want, you're done with that, when you can move on to the next one. So well, that's great. You now, can, can you subscribe choose. to that as a podcast as well for those 38 or not? You can now that they're on our own site of course they're available you can just do whatever you want with them okay. uh, they're on YouTube still because people okay. are finding us on YouTube but uh, the uh, the seminars you can subscribe for podcasts now the videos are on our website just go and grab one you know okay. you don't have to be a student these are free services this is free that's yeah. that's really great I'm really glad to hear that you're doing this because it's so important to get the word out about you know voiceover accessibility and and zoom and you know all the features on the iPhone. Well, the instructor is a fabulous instructor, and actually this morning, he was uh, one of those people who was in line for the phone and got his order in, and he or for the watch, so he, oh, cannot, yes. he cannot wait for the watch. So I'm, Apple I'm, Watch craze. I am envisioning that down the road, we're going to have iFocus videos about the All watch. about the Apple Watch. <laughs> yes, oh, so boy. We're, we're trying to stay on top of technology I bet you in are. this delivery manner, because the course doesn't work. You know, it's, yes. you've got to do it differently, so that's what we've been uh, trying to do. Did you order your watch? I'm not there yet. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. Because I was going to say, okay, well, what did you get? Well, I have to figure out, because I'm low vision, so I have to figure out if I like that little tiny format. You know, I'm, I'm loving the iPad at the moment. And, and there you it, go. It's in my hand most of the time, you know, when I have free time. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, whatever you get, it will be a very touching experience. But there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, very good. How, how can people learn more about Hadley? You know, the best way to learn about us is to go to the website. Everything that is up to date and the hottest news is always on the website, hadley.edu. So it's super easy. Well, Don, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. And I'm hoping uh, that you're enjoying the great state of Arizona while you're here. I am. Um, somebody joked with me, did I pack my uh, my suntan lotion? And I said, I'm in an exhibit ball hall from 8 a.m. <laughs> yes. to 5 p.m. Do I really need it? <laughs> well, you could probably go swimming. But yeah, go. it was a nice walk out in the evening last night. Uh, Absolutely. So in, in, totally enjoying the experience. That's great. Thank you very much, Don. Well, thank you for stopping by. As a Main Menu listener, you might have questions about something you've heard here on Main Menu. You might want advice about which product that you've heard about is better for you, or you might just want to get in contact with some other technology fans who are listeners of Main Menu. To become part of the Main Menu listening community, we invite you to subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list, where you can interact with not only all the members of the Main Menu staff, other broadcasters on ACB Radio, but also with hundreds of Main Menu listeners from around the world. If you would like to subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list, simply send an email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can also participate in discussion about Main Menu and assistive technology by following at Main Menu on Twitter and communicating with us as well as our other followers on Twitter. We look forward to interacting with our listeners. Thank you for listening to ACB Radio's Main Menu, and we hope to hear from you soon on our Friends mailing list and on Twitter. We do want to thank you for being with us this week here on Main Menu and hope you'll join us back here again next week on Main Menu. You have a great week and we'll see you soon here on Main Menu.